0: Welcome back to the Encounter Radio Show with Bill Reeser on 99.1 FM, life-changing radio, WJMM. So grateful that you tune in. Hey, today is Friday. It's my favorite day of the week because we have an Encounter service every Friday night at Church of the Savior. Free dinner at 5.30, service at 6.30. Uh, It's at 1301 Brandon Road. You don't need to sign up. You just need to show up, and it's a place where hope can be found. I hope to see you there tonight. Uh, Let me know that you've heard about it on the radio show and, and you just wanted to check it out. I know that you'll be blessed all week on the Encounter Radio Show. I've had my friend Doug Flynn uh, with us, and we've been talking about marriage. We've been talking about uh, uh, family. We've been talking about faith. We've been talking about our prayer breakfast. We've been talking about we even got a little politics in (laughs) yesterday. Uh, But today I just want to sort of wrap things up and sort of – talk about mutual friends from every day It seems like we've always mentioned that prayer breakfast and we we, both of us have a mutual friend max apple was my first accountability Mm -hmm. uh mentor i think my wife loves max more than she loves me mine too yeah so that's the thing about max and uh and so max means so much Mm -hmm. and uh uh, to me and we're gonna have max on on the radio show in a couple weeks uh as well he's going through some things right now he's a he's a busy man he's been the chaplain for the uk basketball team is yeah. it 30 years
1: or uh, more as like as 70 it, i think is it 70 yeah, oh, yeah unbelievable but uh, uh see we got four of us are all the same age yeah. except max is the oldest and then me and then jim andrews and then keith madison and we're all just turned the same age just in the same year anyway so We kind of keep that going, but Max is – hes let me tell you that rascal. He calls me one day just to tell you how selfish I am. So Max is, Doug, can you go down to – I think it was me and him and Keith. Can you go down to this church? It's about a two-hour drive, and we're going to get down. But, man, they are really building this up. So I went, yeah, let's go, because we do a lot of prison trips too. We'll go into prisons, and we'll talk. So I said, yeah, let's go. So we jump in the car, and we drive two hours, and we have foolishness all the way down. We pull up, and it's 30 minutes before the thing's supposed to start. There's one car in the parking lot, one. And I went, wow, Max, if this is a big thing, I'd hate to see just a normal thing here. That was me and my my ego telling me this. And all of a sudden, you're thinking, you know, it's a night I could have been fishing. I could have been doing a lot of stuff. But we drive two and a half hours to come down here to speak to one car. We walk into the church, and down in the basement, the voices of three angels start singing. And I sit there and just start tearing up. And Max looks over, and I said, don't even say it. Don't don't even say it. And he got that little grin on his face, like, you know, when you serve God, you're going to be the one being blessed, hoss. I've never forgot that. That's why now I realize uh, when I go speak somewhere, you know— I don't care if there's one person that shows up. If God calls you to go speak, I'm learning to heed his call and that's to go right. and he takes care of the rest. But that's what that breakfast did as far as getting accountability going with guys that loved each other and will check on each other all the time and you you were right there with us. And I remember that's when I first started speaking,
0: I would speak for the FCA and I yeah. would go anywhere that they wanted me to go, I, I told God, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to work in a church. <laughs> can I do this FCA thing for the rest of my life? did not have a great sense of you? <laughs> I know. One of the things that Max told me early on, I've heard it from him first, and I've heard many people say this afterwards, but Max would always say, Bill, you're either running to the cross or you're running from the wow. cross. Yeah. That statement yeah. it, it stuck with me yeah. throughout the years. I'll tell you what
1: a phony I was. This is no. I, I went to. I did a thing down to Florida. I rode on a bicycle from Philadelphia to Florida right before spring training. And there was a group going from the West Coast. There's Roman Gabriel and, and a bunch of other guys. And then our group was going, and we were trying to see who could do the most miles on a bicycle for charity, raise money for charity with sponsors. So we get down to Tampa, and they say there's a big FCA rally. He said, any, any of you guys want to go? Yeah, I'll go. They said, well, you want to say something? Yeah, I'll say something. I got up and spoke, and it was over with, and a guy walked up to me afterwards, and he said, hey, Doug, I'm from Lexington. And I went, wow, that's cool. Man, what are you doing down here? Well, da-da-da. He said, can I say something to you? And I went, yeah. He said, uh, you can fake those people, but you can't fake God. And I couldn't argue with him because I knew the right verses to say, but my life was such a mess. This was late 70s probably. And uh, And I'll never forget that. I don't even know who the guy was, mm. but I knew – He came up and God used him to convict me that you know it's not about what you wear, it's not about the things you can read. He said Satan even knows the Bible, so that ain't a big deal. I mean, if Satan knows the Bible, he can quote it. What are you gonna do with it when you hear it and you read it? And that convicted me big time, boy. And and I'm so thankful that in 81, when I met Olga and we got married, that's when uh, she started holding my feet to the fire.
0: I think that's something that we have in common God has sent us humility check oh. checkmates in, in our lives. Mm. Uh, either a stranger, whether it be an angel or just a guy from Lexington, yeah. uh, our two wives. Yeah. I let me tell you something. Angels, man, I believe in angels. Amen. With angels, there's no question about it. And, you know, growing up in New York, you can get over on a lot of people. You ain't getting over on the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. <laughs> Amen. You, you ain't getting over on the Holy Spirit. And if I'm operating in the flesh, yeah. okay. Carolyn's the first one to know about yes, it. Yes, yes. And I love that. Yeah, me too. And, and I love that. And I need that rebuke. And yeah. and so I and Max was one of the first guys yeah. to call me out on that. He said, Don't ever be a phony.
1: Yeah. Okay? Be the real thing. Pat Day, the great Pat Day, Hall of Fame jockey. Yeah. Just if if you've never met Pat, go meet him, because he's that quality of a person. Yeah. I saw him speaking one night at a banquet. He taught me a great lesson because A lot of times when I go speak, you know, you get on a roll as a speaker and you think, hey, man, I got this thing going pretty good. Yeah, look at me. And one night I saw Pat speaking and he was talking about his past. And I do that. I don't do it now. I used to do that. And I pray that God doesn't let me do that again. And he started talking about his past, but he really started embellishing a little bit. And all of a sudden he just stopped. And he started crying. And he looked out and he said, Father, forgive me. He said, I was enjoying that a little too much. And he said, forgive me, folks. And then he went straight to the gospel. And I thought there are times when I've stopped speaking because I've got caught up or lost the train of thought. And that was all about me. And now I just say, God, don't let me do that. You know, I mean, just use me any way you can. Use my voice, Mm. use my actions, use all of that. And. And that's why I hate to take notes in there because God speaks me as I'm talking. As well, you know, when you preach, uh, you've got to have something guidelines. But boy, when the Holy Spirit takes over and He starts preaching through you, there's nothing more beautiful. And you sometimes you say, "I don't, I don't remember saying that." Uh, yeah, I, I know I was believing it. I know God was speaking and using me. But man, I just, I, if you just allow yourself to be used, it's amazing the things He can do with you.
0: Well, somehow I think the humility that came from our friend Max has rubbed off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we teach a lot about that at Encounter. God, You know, if God says something more than once, it must mean it's important. <laughs> and in book of James and Peter Peter 5 and James 4, it says, He poses the proud but gives grace
1: to the humble. Oh, I've underlined as I'm going through, yeah. reading the Bible through the year, I'm in big bold print. Every time it speaks about humility, yeah. I am writing it down in the book. And it's often. Yes. It is often. Yeah,
0: And I tell people I've, I'm well-versed in how to do warfare. I know I got all the scriptures memorized, how to do battle against satanic forces, the world, even my flesh. Yeah. But when I'm proud and prideful, the Bible says that God opposes me. Mm. I don't have a scripture yeah. for that. All I can do is get on my knees and ask for forgiveness. That
1: is, that's, I think for guys, for me, Bill, it's the same. That is what hits me the most when I change my, because in New York, I'm still getting buried for being traded for Tom Seaver. (laughs) I mean, they did a thing on the 86 Mets, and a guy who does a podcast who was four years old when I played in New York just rips me for no reason. And it's, they're doing a story on the 86 Mets, and it, I look at that, and, and of course, all of my New York friends from Fantasy Camp send it to me, and let me know what has been said, and I finally just decided, you know, I loved going up there, and there were so many good people, but that that ate at me, and it's you could say a thousand good things about me, but that one, and that's just pride. That's all it is, nothing more. It's just pride, and so now I'm learning. I haven't got there yet. I'm learning to sort of laugh at it and. And uh, Max told me one thing too. You know, when I'm really struggling with some of that old stuff, he'll say, "Just say, Satan, thanks for reminding me of my past. Now let me remind you of your future." That's right. And that helps me get through so much. It does. It mm-hmm. does.
0: So we got about five minutes left on <clears throat> on the show. Have Actually, we covered it, everything? We didn't cover
1: everything. Okay. Uh, so what's well, all those I'm, notes you got there in front of me? I just wonder if we got <laughs> through all those.
0: <laughs> we don't have anything but a bottle of water and a drink from Arby's. That's it. Uh, okay in the in the remaining time that we have give the give me two things that that you love about being married to olga today Mm. not just why you married her some of the things that she's inspiring you today well
1: i married the best looking woman i ever saw in my life period i'll fight you on that in my i know in my (laughs) opinion it was the best and that's all it has to be is the best looking woman i ever saw i saw her for the first time and i knew i was in deep trouble and she has maintained that cuz she is dresses to the nines every time she goes out everything has to be perfect i love that about her the other thing is i remember the first time she ever had to speak in front of a crowd and she got up in front of about 450 people and nailed it and i prayed i said god let give all if there's any nervousness or anything, give it to me let her be relaxed and comfortable and use her The lesson that was learned was that when I got married and I was out on that ball field, sometimes struggling, it was eating at her just as much as it was eating at me. That's the bond that when we got married, we became one that I didn't really understand until that day. God taught us that lesson back in the 80s. And uh, she has maintained she's become a woman of prayer. Uh, She doesn't mind praying. She doesn't mind speaking out in public. She doesn't mind challenging you on issues. She is a no-nonsense person in a in a life where I was used to, all right, let me try to make everything right and soften things up. It's not it. I mean, if you've got something coming out of your nose, she won't say, you might want to get a Kleenex, she'll say, you got something coming out of your nose and it's nasty and you need to take care of it. That's what I love about her because she's just uh, no-nonsense, and she loves Jesus. Oh, she loves Jesus and she loves her family. And the things she did going through the death of my two parents was as if she, I mean, we've been there 40 years, but she loved my mom and dad, too. But when I watch her loving on Jesus, and it just, it spreads out to everybody else. So, man, there, there's, I could sit here all day with the accolades I have about that wonderful woman. And it's just, you know, we don't have any children. We, had, we came close in 1990, had a miscarriage in 1990. Uh, but because we don't, we've been able to do everything together. And when people say, who's your best friend? Well, there's no doubt who my best friend is. It's my wife. She knows more about me. She knows everything about me. I keep no secrets from her. And uh, she'll challenge me. And I love that part of her now. But she's also my biggest fan. And, man, there ain't nothing better in the world than that.
0: I love that. Thank you for honoring her. And every Mm. word that you said is true about her. Uh, With about a minute left, here's a question for you. How are you always prepared to give an account of the hope that you now live for, mm-hmm. especially in the world that we live
1: in now. Mm, I'm, I mean, always to be well. The Bible tells me I better be ready, and That's it tells right. me I have to have it with words, and I have to have it with knowledge. and And I'm not that smart. And uh, so you got to have it, and you've got to lean upon what God. Your daily relationship with God, study Him the, His Word, and have Him speak to you. Ask questions. I underline things because there's questions I want to know. Why did my friends lose their baby? Uh, before the day it was due, why'd my sister disappear? But the most often w- heard word in heaven is, oh, <laughs> cause God's got it. If we will just let him take control of our lives and bill, that's my daily goal is let God control me from the moment I get up to the moment I go to sleep. Cause I know that he has it planned a lot better than I will. And I, when I get to the eternity, there's going to be eight and 10 and 12 pounds, small mouth bass for me to catch.
0: What an inspirational word uh, from our friend Doug. Doug, thanks again for uh, being with us on the Encounter Radio. Thank you, Shelley.